Welcome to the Proudly Imperfect podcast with your host, me, Courtney Wallbank, aka the Grow and Glow Coach, bringing you realness you can relate to, real conversations, real people, and I'm sure there'll be real fuck ups along the way. This is about accepting yourself for the hot, steamy mess you are and embracing your incredible imperfections. Subscribe if you love it, and I hope you like today's episode. Hello lovelies and welcome to today's episode. Please, please, please don't forget to like, review and subscribe, whatever it is, whatever platform you're on. If you love it, obviously. The show's been live for just over a month now and the other day I actually got an email to tell me that we've been highly ranked in Ireland, the UK and Belgium, which is random, but hello everyone from Belgium, which is amazing. So thank you to everyone, but keep on supporting because it does mean a lot and it makes a difference. And when you do like it and all that jazz. So today we have someone who is so down to earth, so brave, so creative and so larger than life. Honestly, I'm so excited to have this conversation because she's the biggest example I know of literally living life to the fullest. She don't give a fuck. Honestly, she's she's a crazy bitch. And I love it. <laughs> she's been no, through I some ups. <laughs> she's been through some ups and downs, but she's honestly, she's always such a shining light. She's so fucking talented. She's built a business from scratch, and she's met the fucking king of England. What the fuck? <laughs> Please welcome my wonderful friend and incredibly talented artist Jane Bowman, owner of Jane Bowman Art. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Were you expecting that little intro? Out a boxing ring match then, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone, like, literally, everyone always says, like, oh, fucking hell, I didn't expect that intro, but it's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. So, anyway, how have you been? Long time no speak. Oh, see. Busy, like a mad woman. Like, I literally mm. have a life at 100 miles per hour now, Courtney. It's totally, it's totally different. <laughs> Is it? Like, I like I... it. It's busy I... in a good way, though. It's yeah. not like everything's like a choice so I feel like happy about it as well yeah good good and are you full you full time now doing you like doing the art aren't you no I work in a school as well oh right okay so you're still working in the school yeah but it's nice because I do like art therapy stuff and I'm doing um right so it's like combining the two so it's nice oh unreal no you see you seem like you're enjoying it which is freaking amazing so what else have you been up to are you missing me yeah, I mean, I'm not honestly. I'm not. I'm not even. I feel like I've not seen anyone and everyone in ages. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I mean, I see like the girls and stuff like normal, or we try to book in, but I don't see like the lads half as much as what I used to see them and whatever else. I think what because the work? Like, yeah, and everyone's just sort of grown up, and everyone's like so busy in working life that. A hungover uh, working day on a Monday just doesn't sound like me anymore because I can't. <laughs> I'm like, I can't deal with the hangover no more. I'm traumatizing myself. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. So tell everyone, first of all, what it is you do. So obviously, we know that you work in a school, but what is it that, you, that you're doing? What's your passion? So I create bespoke bespoke paintings. So it's basically, I paint paintings in a nutshell, but then I sell a lot of commissions. So people will email me or they'll inbox me a picture of like the living room or the bedroom or the kitchen, or sometimes I don't even know where they're putting it. It could be like in an office or something. And they'll just say like, I want a painting. Sometimes 
people um, know exactly what they want. Sometimes people don't. So sometimes they'll take pictures or the video of the space and then I'll pitch them an idea. But okay. yeah, it's more a conversation between me and like the customer and then just narrow down what they want. And then I'll pitch them an idea and I'll paint them a painting. That's basically and is it. it. Yeah. Is it just is it um is it just acrylics that you do? Like is it called acrylic? So I do two different types. So when I started off, uh well, when I very first started off ages ago, when I started learning I could even do it, I started doing dogs and pet people's pets. Yeah, I like, remember. I remember. Yeah. yeah, and then I realized that I'm not a dog lover. I don't hate dogs. I just not I'm not like passionate about dogs or people's yeah. animals. And people would send me like a really pixelated picture of their animal and I'm just like, mm, I can't like that. So I stopped doing them once and then I got into resin, which is like all abstracted paint pouring or stuff like that. Because it's really commercial, so it sells. So that's why I was yeah. doing it really liked it anyway but I, th- I think I liked it more because I never knew what I was going to get so it was like really fun so I didn't I'd never like got bored of it because each time yeah I did it, it was like, different fun. so I, start, I started to like find my niche I guess but then I've done that for so long and whatever else but now I've really got into like the art rabbit holes and started doing yeah. stuff like that so I still do the resin and stuff, but I'm doing a lot more like freehand like acrylics and oils now as well so I can offer the two Honestly, anyone listening needs to go and have a look at her Instagram because I forget it's amazing. Did you have you always been into art or did you kind of fall? Did you fall in for into it in COVID? Yeah, so I've always liked it and I've always appreciated it. Like even when I was in school, like I loved it and I'd always admire it, but I just I don't know, I just didn't think I could do it. Like I never, it was weird. I, I don't. I, I guess I was the kid that could do bubble writing in in the class, but I didn't <laughs> think like I didn't think that. I could paint or do anything yeah. like that. So then I didn't even choose it as an option in school because I felt like, oh, I can't make a career through doing art or yeah. that's a hobby. So I chose French and never went in it anyway. I ended up just wagging, wagging it. it. <laughs> yeah, so I never went in. I didn't even get a GCSE in French. So that was pointless. And then, yeah, that was more or less it. And then I just got really bored. Obviously, lockdown came. And then I was getting paid, so it was, like, great because I'm getting paid to sit at home and do nothing. But mm. then I was, like, I, I worked in hotels at the time and I was I just got the job as a wedding coordinator in the hotel. And um, I was good at what I did, but I just... So because I was good about it, I got a lot of feedback. I felt like that's oh, that must be what I, I should do. But I didn't yeah. necessarily enjoy it. So I just started getting bored. I, I was looking through Instagram, seeing people do whatever. And I was like, I'm just going to order a few bits of materials. Started experimenting. And I was like, this looks pretty good, this. So I thought before I like take it large, <laughs> I'll yeah. start doing small ones. So I opened up a separate Instagram account so that I just purely didn't annoy family and friends because I was like, well, if anyone's not interested in my drawings, I don't need a sympathy follow. Just follow me yeah. if you're interested in it. I wouldn't be bothered if not. So that's why I did it separately. And then it, just went big. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was no, it did. Well, it is. It is. <laughs> it's fucking. It has blew up. Like considering you just did it out of. Well, let's say you did it out of boredom in lockdown, and you wanted yeah. to try something new, and now it's it's turned into what it has. It's turned into a business, which is fucking oh, insane. God. I never, I never like imagined ever doing anything like that. Like so many people say to me all the time, like, "Oh, what made you open your own business?" And I'm like. Nothing, because it was never my intention yeah. to open my own business. I was like, I was just doing something I enjoyed, and it it just worked. But 
and this is where I sound, I sound so cheesy, but like since I started doing that, like everything else has just like fallen into place, man. Like I, I sound so. No, crazy. go on. No, you yeah. don't. I, you don't. Go yeah. on. You don't. <laughs> but I genuinely feel like, oh my god, like that's what I was supposed to do, and then that not like things didn't make sense before, but then like things in my life was like, oh my god, like of course I was supposed to go and do that. I was supposed to do yeah. this. Like everything just like so what what other things do you feel like fell into place when you found your passion then? Because this is really interesting. It's interesting because, number one, you always had this skill that you never fucking knew about. Because you, do you know what I mean? You obviously have a talent, yeah. but you didn't do it in school because, well, society's told us that to do shit like art and creatives and isn't yeah. the way forward. We have to fucking hustle and work in a, and build, like climb the corporate ladder, all that shit. Yeah. Then it's interesting because you just like, fuck it, I'm just going to try something because I'm bored. And then yeah. it just fell into this like huge business, which is amazing. Yeah. So before so before that, in lockdown, alongside of me trialing my art store, I was worried that I was going to get made redundant anyway in my right. job. So I paid to do a teaching assistant course. It was all like online. I got a tutor that sent me these assignments and I was just doing that, but I didn't get made redundant and I got my job back. So I just had this random qualification. And then I finished that. And literally, as soon as I finished that, that's when I discovered like the resin and stuff. And that's at the same time it blew up as I finished that. So I was like, oh my God, like I can't work this wedding coordinator job and do this because I was getting like my rota the night before and I needed yeah. to plan. I wanted to put all my effort into my art, but I never knew what I was working. So I couldn't, I couldn't like work out things that I was doing. So I thought I'm going to have to leave. So I left that job and just found this part-time job. That went all fell through because um, the hours that I agreed wasn't then the hours. I don't even know. But as, as I sort of figured that, oh, this isn't what it seems after, say, like three weeks, Kimberly rang me, which is my best mate, you know. Yeah. But she rang me. And on the same day, I was like, well, I'm going to have to leave this part-time job and go full-time. She rang me and said, there's a TA position going in my school. Do you want it? And it was literally like... <laughs> oh my god yeah I was like this is like perfect <laughs> I've got this TA role because then it means that I don't have to take work home and I just come I get the school holidays school hours I like kids anyway and I get to give like it's rewarding I get to give back and do art stuff and now I can plan my art but it literally just sort of went at the right time yeah it couldn't have got like perfect timing than what it did oh yeah. my god I love that so much because it is what I think when you find something that you love and you find your passion it is like every every little thing will fall into place to make you like to shove you forward doing it more so like <laughs> even more like it progressed like since then so like obviously I worked then with Kimberly in um, it was like a private primary school and then from then I wanted to I didn't even know we had private schools in Manchester you know it's not in Boston but, yeah <laughs> so I wanted to go into a secondary school after that so I applied for my, my old high school applied for because mm. I thought oh well, the kids are more relatable like I feel like I want to give back and like tell them like oh look but you can do something like yeah this. yeah yeah like I, I know it sounds really cheesy, but I genuinely just really wanted to. I thought I'd, I'd probably relate to them more than what, because I've got a similar upbringing. Yeah, so definitely. Then it was not my first interview. I thought I've got no experience other than the primary school early years. So I thought it's totally opposite ends of the spectrum. And 
I'm probably not going to get it, but I'll go for an experience. So I've got the job. So I was like, I oh my God. And then on my first day, I bumped into my old PE teacher who was still there. So I was chatting to her and I was saying like, oh yeah, I paint now and do this, this. And it turns out she's still a PE teacher, but she's also head of the art department now. And I was like, what? Like, no way. And then like, she's got me on doing like um, art clubs and stuff for the year. And I was like, I, it was just like, oh, oh my God. can I ask you a question why every time you speak about your passion I always do this in podcasts by the way so don't feel uncomfortable but I like to make people kind of question what they're saying why every time you talk about your passion or say something that's like really really deep do you follow it up with I know this is really cheesy and it sounds really cheesy (laughs) but why why do you think you do that do you know what it is? It's because I judge people in my head. Like, I, okay. think I'm an evil person. I think I'm evil in my head. Like, so I think that I need to justify myself. Isn't well, I don't, I don't judge people, but sometimes when I speak to people, I can see automatically if they're interested or right. if they're not. Okay. So I always follow it up with that in case deep down they're thinking, shut up. <laughs> not thinking yeah. that thinking, shut up, but like in case anyone's watching it and thinking, Oh, look at Jane. She sounds like a proper cheesy artist. And I'm like, I know that I sound cheesy, but it is what it is. So I mean, apologise if that offends you. Don't, don't fucking apologise. <laughs> this, this is what I'm getting at. Like, if someone is thinking, oh, shut up, fuck them. Like, look at, look at what you've done, man. It's fucking insane. Like, I know what I do. Like, I know. I think it's because I love it so much that I I can proper talk like for England about it, and I say yeah. I do it all the time, and he's just not looking at me, she's just looking through me, and I'm like, listen to me, like <laughs> I'm crying and everything, be like, you don't understand. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, it is no, it is hard when you're passionate about some something, and other people don't get it as much as you do. It yeah. is sometimes hard. Like, have you felt since doing like starting this and like feeling all these feelings of finding your passion and, and knowing a hundred percent what you want? Have you felt like sometimes a bit lonely? Because sometimes as well you shoot yourself off because you want this yeah. so much, you're so yeah. in it, like you feel a bit lonely. Yeah, yeah I had a breakdown to one of my mates. <laughs> yeah, because I was feeling like dead overwhelmed by it, like but not in necessarily like a bad way it was more like a good way but I just felt like no one got it like I was when I was trying to tell people I just felt like no you proper don't understand like what I'm feeling like yeah I was like you don't understand and then that's when I start apologizing and saying I know how I sound to you like I must sound mad but listen to me like and I just started getting a bit worked up about it I guess like I don't know I just felt like I'd really found my way I never knew that I was lost, to be quite honest. I didn't. I mm. wouldn't even say that I was lost, but I just felt like I, I like hit a point when I reverted back to like eight year old me. Like I don't know what it was. Yeah, like I went that emotional about it. No, yeah. it's it me. It's absolutely fucking normal. Like when you feel like no one gets you, and it's because not a lot of people like get to the point where they find the passion and they feel so fucking like in love with it yeah like not a lot of people get to that point I know I do feel so lucky like I I am lucky but because I I feel sorry for people that don't know like I'm stuck in jobs that they don't want to be in because I 
I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad that I found like my way out as such. What would you say to people who are kind of stuck in a job, not liking what they like, what not liking what they do and are struggling to find a passion? Go and just explore, like, but then don't give up either because if you, I, th- I think, like, if you've got in your head, oh, my God, I want to find a passion, go and leave and go and do it, then mm. you're going to be battling yourself all the time. Just, like, let it come naturally. Like, don't think, oh, my God, I need to find this passion. Just go and do stuff, and if you enjoy it, then just do it again and just do it again and just do it again. Like, just keep <laughs> doing it. Like, that's basically it. And then if something starts coming off it, then let it come naturally, I'd say. But just and don't give up either. If you if you know that you like it, because there's been times when I've wanted to throw my paintbrushes in and be like, I can't do this. Like, yeah. I can't. Like, it's stressful. But then because I do enjoy it, I I'll always just go back to it. Like always. So I don't know. Like explore, go and do things, and just try new things. If you don't like it, don't matter. Like it's an experience. Go and try something else. Yeah, I I absolutely loved how you said like don't put pressure on yourself because I think a lot of people do, especially because. It's like, I know I just said not a lot of people find a passion, but I think more and more people are making an effort to do the things that they love. So yeah. then for the people who don't know what they love, it's like, oh shit, I've got to find something. I've got to find like my purpose. I've got to find my passion. So a lot of people then do put that like, right, I've got to find something. I've got to love it. And I've got to, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I like yeah. what you said about, you know, just fucking have fun with it. Maybe you purpose right now is just to have fun and fucking explore and yeah, see what it is that you like. Or like even stuff like if you just enjoy being with your family and friends, then just be mm. with you, just do whatever makes you happy. Like that's as I know it sounds cheesy to people. Don't say, oh, I would keep saying it. I feel like I'm saying live, laugh, love over again, but like <laughs> that's how it feels. But like it is true. Like just do things that make like Lewis, who I'm with, is like totally opposite to me. Like he's just like I don't know. I was just he's really content, just plodding on, and I'm like constantly like <laughs> pushing it, not pushing him as such. But I'm like, well, what do you like? What do you like? And yeah. now he's like, actually, I do like IT stuff. So now he wants to like build his own little computer oh. or something. But I'm like, do it. Like you don't need to make a whole business of it, but just do something that makes you that happy. You enjoy. Like, yeah. yeah, and I think it's so important, like you say. The fact that you've just said just spend time with friends and family and like people who do lift you up like that because yeah, you're saying that you're pushing him, but you never know how, where this might lead to now. Like if you've yeah. got someone doing what they love around you, you'll be inspired to be like, okay, I'm just going to try shit. It doesn't matter yeah. if it turns into anything. I'm just going to fucking start doing stuff that I'm interested in. And I think that's the biggest not I don't want to say problem but like people are comfortable just plodding along which is fine yeah. like if they're happy but when they start to think about what what they actually enjoy when someone can consistently ask them what do you enjoy doing at first it's like oh I don't know because I've never thought about it but then if you keep asking someone it's like oh actually like Lewis actually yeah. I like IT actually I like art you know what I mean like it's just yeah. it because people don't get asked yeah. especially as you grow older it's like oh well I found my job now I'm just getting up doing what I need to do and that's it that's life I think as well like what I realized when I found that I liked art and then I started doing that loads of other things started like oh my god I hate that I love that and I was like yeah. it was like I was finding things out about myself it was like I realized that like it sounds really weird because you know what I like I love going out but I was like I actually hate like 
being in really crowded places, like really, really crowded, like start feeling claustrophobic. Like, yeah. And I thought, I've always felt like that. Why do I've always, why have I always convinced myself that I don't or I hate the ocean? I, hate, I love looking at yeah. it. Yeah. I, like I don't like getting in it. I don't, it scares me. I always has done from being a kid. And, <laughs> and I went to beef and everyone was jumping off these rocks in the water. And I did it because I was just purely peer pressured and I hated it. I hated every minute of it. But I just couldn't bring myself to say it because I can see that everyone looks like they're really enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I did it. I did hate that. Like, but it was like, everything was falling into place like it was clicking like actually I really like that actually I actually hate that and yeah just becoming more aware would you say of yourself yeah, yeah definitely and yeah. do you think do you think finding your, your passion and obviously setting boundaries with yourself like not giving up and being persistent and all that stuff do you think that like opened up opportunity for you to like be more certain in yourself so like say if you was out in a beef and out and people were jumping off the rocks would you feel comfortable enough to be like no nah, I'm not doing that because I don't like it yeah I'd say yeah was that before I wouldn't have before it's weird I don't I, I don't know where it's I'm still figuring it out myself like I mm. don't know where it's like turning points come from it but other than my art that's the only thing that I can think of like since I started doing that is to just maybe think differently and what would what do you think what do you think it is why do you think that is or are you just uncertain right now I don't know I think because everything honestly when I was saying like everything just sort of fell into place and I started everything started clicking I think I just started noticing like more stuff then I can't even explain (laughs) I can't put it into words because it got I, I get confused myself but things like some people love like clean clinical houses like that's that's what they're into and then I think I would just probably paint my bedroom like that and everything else yeah. and then that I'm like actually I love like cottagey and I love like big open fires and I'm like oh I, I feel <laughs> good about myself like I don't know why this is making me feel good like I don't know I just feel better about it yeah I absolutely nice. love it honestly and you can tell as well I think you can tell when some when someone finds their passion or someone finds or not even when someone finds a passion but when someone starts to like understand themselves more you can see it from the outside like it's yeah. fucking incredible do you think Everyone it's because have they yeah loads of people have said it to me as well like just saying like oh like you can see that you're proper buzzing about it when you speak about it like you seem dead happy and I was like I oh, really am really <laughs> <laughs> it is a good feeling do you think it's because like you found your passion and you f- you just feeling more aligned with like who you are, so everything yeah. else is like yeah, probably. And then loads of other stuff has happened as well. So like I got into the gym during lockdown. Well, not the gym. I got into running and then I lost yeah. weight. And like my weight might have been like an issue that mentally played on me before lockdown. So then once I got into that and I got into the whole like training and I got into fitness and stuff, I started to feel like better about myself as well mm. like physically then mentally and everything just was like working for me so like my gym's like not even an option no more like that's a chore and I don't go to lose weight I don't go to do anything I just literally go for my mental health like, it I'm makes like, you feel good yeah yeah like every time I go I just feel like my life's in order as well like there's loads of things are just like panning out for me but nicely as well Oh good, honestly. Yeah. I love I love to see that happen. Yeah. Sorry, I've got something in my eye. It's really pissing me off. <laughs> um so you mentioned that you there's a few times where you wanted to, you know, like 
what did, what was the phrase you, you used? Got, what, throw yeah, your brushes. <laughs> throw your brushes, yeah. How mm-hmm. how did you move through them challenges and like is it was it that you was experiencing some self-doubt there and things like that? Like what what yeah. have you, what's been your biggest challenges? My self-doubt more than anything. That's really? all like yeah. So I I couldn't believe that people wanted to buy my paintings because I was like baffled about it. So I was undercharging. So because I was undercharging, I was getting like rammed and then I was getting like loads of orders and I was just, I don't know, like I was doubting myself and then I've got to remember what I might not like, someone else might like who's paying for it as well. Mm. So it was a bit, sometimes it was hard, but I think what kept me going is my mindset of it because I knew that I wanted it and I know that I was like, when I say what to throw my brushes in, it, it wasn't so much about like, oh my God, I just want to give up. It was because it, I had enough, like, but my mindset kept telling me like, Keep oh, going. this is a learning lesson. Yeah, like, you yeah. Know, usually when something goes wrong, I'm just like, fuck this, I'm going, whatever else. But on this, yeah. but on this time, it was like, I'd, when I'd throw my brushes down, it was like, I just need a break from it. And then I'm just going to go again tomorrow. Like, this is a learning curve. Never done this before, but I'll figure it out. Whatever happens, happens. And it, it was like my whole mindset of mistakes just changed when I was doing it. Probably because oh, I wanted it. Yeah. Probably going. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. And it's like, that's what I mean. Once you find something that you do want, if you want it, if you want it bad enough, you're not gonna take no for an answer. So no matter yeah. how many times you felt that, it's just, like you say, it's just like right, okay, I've had a bit of a shit day. Like we go again tomorrow. Literally, that's all it was. Like just going again the next day, or just thinking like this is a learning curve. So there was so many mistakes that I made at the beginning. You know, like using wrong delivery companies or right, okay. stuff like that, undercharging yeah. and realising that your materials actually cost more than what you paid for, all stuff like that. And sometimes it'd mean that I was out of pocket, but then I'd be like, yeah, but it's all a learning curve. I'm never going to know all this straight away. Like, I'm going to make these mistakes or whatever else. It doesn't mean that I'm going to start. Jesus. <laughs> and, would you, and would you say that, like, looking back now at that version of you, he was like, it's fine it's a learning curve to the point where you are now are you proud of her that like carried on proud yeah, of her that carried on. yeah because I still feel, I still feel like I'm still very much that person anyway but I just okay. feel like I'm just getting better at handling things because I'm I've got more experience so I wouldn't even say that I've just changed like well I guess I have changed with experience but there's probably some more curveballs I've just not even got to yet and I'm sure that I'll just get through that as well but yeah that it's... is huge the thing that you've just said there is huge because I've like obviously the people I coach experience like good days bad days and anyone who's listening will experience good days and bad days but it's not about getting to a certain point where the curveballs don't fucking come anymore it's about yeah. knowing that you can fu- you can handle it a lot better because yeah. you're learning so when when the shitness comes sometimes you're like right okay I know I've handled it before I can handle it now and you yeah. navigate it better yeah that's all it is as well like navigating it better as well because I think once you've got your experience you know how to deal with certain things then mm. like and certain like attitudes like right okay these are my options x y and z this is what I'm gonna do yeah what's been the hardest thing about following your passion about kind of just going for it and not taking no for an answer time more than anything okay because I'm a one-man band like doing it so it's 
difficult to fit everything I love into one day and get everything yeah. done. Probably the hardest thing. And then it mentally becomes a bit exhausting because you, you work full time, you take time for yourself, you go to the gym, you want to see your friends, friends and family, but you really want this business to work. And it's like, yeah. sometimes that's the biggest thing more than anything is that that's the only <laughs> times I'd say it is really hard. Yeah. And how, how do you manage that? Just again, just ta- like I have a mentor now um, okay. that I got through the Princess Trust. And I just try to like, I put a lot of self pressure on myself anyway, because I like, I like them to be perfect. And it's a, it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing because I, I stress myself out over stuff that actually that's not a big of an issue as what I, I think it is in my head. So I take yeah. it out often sometimes and then it will take, people around like I'll confine in Lewis or I'll confine in my friend or my mentor and they'll be like right it's not that big of a deal you need to finish this by x y z day got so many days have a day of rest or or whatever else I'm like right okay okay (laughs) it's just more time than anything because you want when you when you hear people that say I'm supposed to fit everything in to one day I get it that's okay kids I'd be doomed because I don't know (laughs) I don't know how I'd do it (laughs) <laughs> and what led you to get the mentor then was it the fact that you you were struggling with time and like seeing things clearly at some points and stuff it, it was more to organize things because obviously the okay. painting should be one aspect side of things but then you had to do like my website my pricing my cash flow my business plan you had to do all that and my social media is all on top of actually like painting so it's like that's just like one side of it but if you take yeah. it account everything else it's a lot um so I wanted to just become a, I wanted to come across more professional. Like how can I like do all this? Mm. Um, and like finances as well because I was if that was all getting mixed up and I don't I don't know about tax or anything. I still don't know about tax or anything. <laughs> so yeah, I just I got the mentor and then he laughs at me because I'll come to him and I'm like I can't speak right now because I've got that much stuff on and he, he'll literally just say like one line to me like just think is this worth it like right yeah. now you do now laters and I'm like okay like and then yeah. oh yeah. insane and in terms of oh that's what I wanted to say so you just mentioned mentioned the prince's trust I want to talk about the king yeah <laughs> what the fuck when I, I saw know, that I was like that is fucking sick it's the most randomest day in my life like so I how, even... what happened what led to like oh, how so the Prince's Trust, right, I did a course with them when I first started to get everything sorted. And then once I got everything up and running, they taught me how to do things. Whatever what else. is That's it, though? I- so it's like a two-week course where they teach you, like, your marketing. They teach you how to write a business plan, teach you how to do your finances. It was everything. So I, and, like, how to do pricing. Mm. <clears throat> you do that, you get a grant at the end of it, and then you get a mentor for the next however long you stay with them for. And your mentor is, like, just a person who checks in with you, say, monthly. You have the numbers so you can text them if you've got any questions, like, you know, like, struggling on, like, anything like that. And then you just have, like, catch-ups with them and they can set your goals. So okay. they've done a lot for me. So because they've done a lot for me as well, they, every now and again I get invitations to events and um, I go, like, as a representation of, like, someone they've invested the time in. Right. Into, I'll go with my paintings to these events and they can say like look this is someone we've invested right, time okay, in okay yeah but for me it's like free marketing so I'll, I'll go yeah. anywhere and I, I've been to some really big events like LDC and 
um so anyway so I know that I do big events and one time they asked me and I was a bit like because I just had this mentor saying like oh if you don't think it's worth it you know yeah so I was thinking mm, weighing up my options don't even know if I want to go to this event and they was like they rang me like twice about it so I just thought oh you know they do a lot for me okay I'll go like didn't even and they said oh a few VIPs are going to come but I oh, thought, so they didn't tell you no, they, I didn't know anything about it. So oh, they told me that. I know. So they told me that a few VIPs are going. But I thought, well, I a few a VIPs. I know. I thought I can pay a fiver in a club and get a VIP. <laughs> and like, yeah. But it was going to be the mayor or someone. Like, I think the king is a bit like IIP. Like, yeah. thought, oh my God, you could have really told me a bit more. So it was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, I'll go. And then I got a call the night before of this woman who works for the media and she was like, just let you know there's going to be some like media people there. Are you okay to talk to them? So I was just like, yeah, no bother. I thought, oh God, they've probably really invested some money into this event. Like, whatever. So I went and I was running late and I seen loads of police outside this little youth club where it was. And I thought, oh God, some drama's gone on here in Manchester. <laughs> I didn't even think twice. Because you just wouldn't think that the king yeah, is the there. Yeah, the king is there. <laughs> So um, I go in and there's like loads of people with like them things and I thought, oh God, they're probably taking this seriously. So I sat down anyway on this, I'm speaking to this guy and he's chatting to me about my business and I can see that he looks important and I figured that he was one of these VIPs and I'm looking at him and I said, I talked to him and I said, oh, you look really familiar and he's like, yeah, I'm Gareth Southgate and oh I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I bet Louis went mad when he went home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, looking at him and he was like, England's football manager. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, yeah, I know now. Yeah. I said, oh, my boyfriend's a big fan. I thought, what? Like, I was baffled. So I'm texting Louis, like, on an adrenaline, like, guess who I've just been chatting to him? Sat right, literally right next to him. Like, my thumbs are mad. And then, there's a few of us sat in a circle and the people from Princess Trustman and closed the door. And like, it was like something was, like I'm waiting for it to get started to be told what where we need to go, whatever else. Mm. But they closed the door and they're like, right, so we'll tell you all together now who the VIPs are because we couldn't tell you over the phone, but the king's on his way and he'll be in <laughs> 10 minutes. Oh and I was like, are you joking? I thought, joking, <laughs> mate, like, what like and they're like Jane are you still okay to speak to him and I was like uh, he, I was flabbergasted I didn't know what to say I was like what the yeah fuck? oh my god and they was like saying how you need to shake his hand call him by like sir or Charles Do what was there was there rules yeah like yeah yeah so and then they said like he knows who he's speaking to already so like I was one that he was speaking to so I'm thinking the king is coming and he knows he's speaking to what the what, what was like, going through your head like was you like I, was you just yeah like I was just like my face was like dead hot I was panting and then we had to go around the circle and introduce ourselves before he came obviously now I know that Gareth Southgate's next to me Marcus Rashford's in this other room and I was like te- all I wanted to do was like tell everyone on my phone but I had such <laughs> short notice that I couldn't text quick enough so like that's I probably why they water. did it though yeah that yeah that's what they said um, is why they, why they weren't allowed so I went to the toilet and then came back and that was it the king was there I was just like hi <laughs> and then he, sp- he shook my hand and then he was asking me about my art so I was telling him all about like setting it up and 
asking how COVID affected me and I was like saying actually it did me well because it completely flipped my life yeah and that's it then he was going he shut me hand again and he was like really good job with the paintings and then <laughs> since then he's contacted the princess trust and now they've done like a whole oh I need to get back to them actually they um they've done like a whole success story thing on me now and oh I was my like, goodness wait see everything's over. falling into place literally I was like in this taxi on the way home <laughs> Like, what that has just been the maddest hour of my life. Like, I was like meeting Camilla because she was in this other room where I had to go. And then I met like the CEO of NatWest. And I was, it was just a lot to take in that. I would have washed my hair for the event or made myself look nice. <laughs> I, I was like, oh my God. Like, what? Oh, yeah. At, at least it's taught, you know, you don't know what's around the corner, so make sure you wash your hair and, you, and you're ready for it at any point. Yeah, take every opportunity because I almost said no to go. Oh, in shit, yeah. I almost wasn't even going to go because it's like, oh, yeah, like, oh, I don't know if you'd have just said the king would go in. I want to be twice. So do you oh, think yeah. it's like next time these events will come up? I mean, I know you say you go to a lot of them anyway, but like, is it one of them now where it's like, fucking, I'm se- obviously, if it's aligned, you don't just say yeah to anything if it don't feel aligned, but you'll know yeah. if it's like do you think you'll say yes more now yeah absolutely I say yeah a lot anyway so my, yeah. my whole point, my whole why I was in an area is because I'm trying to get into this thing of saying no if you, yeah. if you really, really like take on what's worth it so that I've I've not got any events planned this year for me out because I've cancelled them because I was like right, okay I just need to get up to date with all my commissions I want to mm-hmm. create work for myself so I can start selling and then, and then I'll go into events. Then I'm in no rush to go into these events. So that's yeah. why I was like coming and airing because I was like, I've just cancelled all my events because I didn't want to go to one it. Like <laughs> not in a don't want to do anything way. It's just like I, yeah. I've got loads of people want to hit. Um. So yeah, I'll never, I'll never pay off Princess Trust anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's mad though. Like, and was he like what? Was he like a cute little old man? Was he quite small? I'm just intrigued. No, like, yeah, he- like. Was well, he like as small as the queen, or was he not that small? No, he wasn't that small. But the girls would text me saying, "Look at his fingers." So I was trying to look at his hands. <laughs> oh, yeah, the sausages. Yeah, I so I was like looking at his hands, but it obviously it's edited online because it, it just looks yeah. like old person's little fat hands. But it was it it was much nicer than what I thought. Like I'm not even a royal. I'm not a royalist, but probably yeah. I'm now. I feel like best mate now. <laughs> but like. I wasn't before, but now I'm like, oh yeah, me and the king. <laughs> <laughs> but he's proper like granddad, like which oh, really old man, yeah. I was oh. like, oh. Isn't it mad? Like we we look at like it's like, oh my god, the king, but he's literally just a man. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Well, that's how I've always seen it. But I tell you what, I wasn't thinking that in the day. Like it's just a man. I was like, it's... well, you don't do you like? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, this is massive. But yeah, it was really mad. Do you think if you would have been told? before it you would have shit yourself and do you shit yourself normally at events or are you quite like confident going into events no I'm quite confident I used to be when I first started I I was really scared because I didn't I was I don't know I was thinking oh my god I'm not I used to say I'm not an artist whereas like okay then I realized as soon as I started getting into it I was like this is the easiest thing I've ever had to speak about because it's my thing. So, like, when I've gone to stuff on behalf of, like, my old com- companies I've worked for, I was more scared in case I said something wrong, where right. I'm like, 
it's my thing. There's no right or wrong. It's whatever I say. So I was like, it, it, it's easier. So I feel more confident because I can just say whatever I like. And do you think it was putting, like, getting yourself outside your comfort zone and going to the events anyway that, like, allowed you to grow that confidence? Yeah, definitely. And I, I needed people to, because my mates, my, my friends and my family are so supportive anyway. Like, they always, like, would be supportive. But it was nice to get myself actually, like, into an art world surrounded by people who've always been interested in art and sell art and see their opinions yeah. And then I realised actually their opinions don't actually matter because everyone's just mixed and it's all just a money-making game with some people. And yeah. Yeah, I'm just happy doing what I'm doing. And everyone, like every customer that's ever bought off me has always said, like, you can see that you love it, blah, blah. And yeah. I think I that's know. what it is though, as well. Like you can see, I don't mean you can see through people. Like you say, some people, and that this isn't in any industry, when someone's doing something purely for the money. And they yeah. don't love it and they don't like care about it. You can tell. And yeah. people people buy into like energy and people are buying into you as well as your talent. Yeah. So the fact that you fucking love it matters. Yeah. It is interesting. The biggest event that I went to was a, an event in Harrogate. And this is when like it costs so much money to get onto the events. But I thought yeah. I need to do it. I need to like experience what it's like. And then... Um, I loved, I loved every minute of it. And obviously the people that are walking around are just dripping in money like it's nothing. But like, I I got on with them. But I think it was just because I'm just like, Jane Beaumont from the Renee like, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, But I don't, I, I hate it when I feel like I'm changing my personality to like fit in. I hate that. So I think like, since I've done, done my art, I don't, I make more of a point of making sure that I don't do that. And I'm still oh, like, amazing. And it's so it's so like interesting when you're so comfy like comfy in yourself, like watching other people like have being this, not like, yeah this persona about them, and it's it's interesting to say anyway. It does it like that actually leads me nicely onto my next point because you are literally one of the most realist people I know. Like literally, you all like even when we were like a lot younger, like you always seemed like you had this not giving a fuck vibe all of the time and like enjoying life to the fullest you're always fucking dancing like an utter <laughs> smiling and just like making the most of it and I do know that that's obviously partly because and we'll only go into this if you're comfortable that's partly because you know you you have been diagnosed with a serious illness I just yeah. like if you're comfortable telling that story like when like yeah, how you found out it. yeah like when you found out how you moved through it because I I remember how old was we when you when it was like when it was bad bad yeah, I was yeah, 20 yeah 21 when it was really bad and is but that when you found out about it no so I was oh. diagnosed with, so I got Crohn's disease and I was diagnosed with it when I was 11 so I've oh. always more or less lived with it I was a bit of a nuisance as a teenager with medication because I'm just like if I feel well on that day, to me, I'm just well. Like, I don't feel like yeah. I need to take medication. You could, honest to God, my mum and dad could have told me to do was blue in the face. And I was just like, yeah, I'm fine, whatever. I know. And then this is, oh, this is where it gets deep. So years ago, I think it was like 2014, Um, I used to get put on and off steroids. Steroids make you blow up like a big balloon. And yeah. I, recently come off them and someone had messaged my ex-boyfriend I don't know if you know this story at the time of 
um an anonymous website basically saying tell your girlfriend she's a fat bitch she needs to stop uploading pictures of herself on facebook from her holiday and all this so i have no idea well i have an idea but i can't prove i don't know um who that person is to this day but what the fuck i know so how old was you here about 60 like no a bit old i was like mm, uh, 19 i want to say Fucking hell, no, I didn't know yeah, that. About 1920, 1920, yeah. So I acted like it didn't bother me. It definitely did bother me. And I started thinking, oh, my God, am I one of those fat girls that think the thin when they, when they wear stuff that's too... And that's how my mind was. Yeah, working. just, yeah. So I purposely started skipping my medication to lose weight because I was so used to always being ill from being 11 that in my head I was willing to sacrifice feeling 70% for the sake of looking good stupid and all i didn't even know yeah but that. you're yeah but look if you're attracting that those thoughts of like like you say i'm a fat like you do you know what i mean it's not stupid yeah. it's that you just didn't know any better at that point yeah and then people um started complimenting me on my weight being like oh you're so it was reinforcing it yeah so i'm doing it all the more and then i, I knew it was dead ill my mum was like losing her hair with me and she's like going mad at me Anyway, I ended up going to hospital, got put on a trial medication then for like a whole year. By the end of that like year, it started coming down, but then, then it started coming down really quick. So by this point, I'm 21 and I was really, really ill. And then that's when I got it put into hospital. And that's when they said, you need a stoma bag and your bowel's going to perforate, whatever else. So I got all that removed um, just before my 22nd birthday. And then... Yeah, I was obviously, I was really underweight. I was on a feeding tube and stuff. And then since I got out of hospital, my life is like, it was hard at first to get like my life back to normal because I was like mm. recently single and oh my God, I'm, I'm newly single. I've got this bag, like what the heck is going yeah. on? Like, so I was just like, kept me, my friends was really good. Like, well, you'd know, like you were one yeah. of them, but like, everyone was so close, like tight as friends and my family that I was just like, Fuck this, I'm living the best life ever. I was out every weekend. I was going on holidays left, right, and centre. I was like, <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't leaving any club. I was like, because I used to sit and listen with my headphones in and I would see everyone on my social medias out and I'd be in this hospital bed thinking, because yeah. I, I was in there for like, I think it was like May to June. No, yeah. March to June I was there for. And I was just like, I'll never, I'm never going to say no to a night out ever again. And I didn't. <laughs> Until now. <laughs> Until now. I still don't want to say now, but yeah. I went off the walls then. But in a good what? way, like, because I was yeah. never, I was never too much. Like, I just wanted to, like you said. Enjoy it. And yeah. I think it was like, yeah. at the end of the day, we was what? We was 20, 21. Like, well, you was 22. Like, they are the years to fucking go out and, yeah. like, the not give a fuck. The best years they was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. So good. <laughs> What do you think kind of, I mean, I know you didn't have a choice, but but to get through it, but like when you was in that hospital bed and you was like seeing everyone out, what was the main thing that kept that kept you going? Nothing. Or was it not? Yeah, was it not yeah, that? Like... It was like the, 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 fact, the reality of there's nothing else. I've got to have to keep going because what else yeah. is there like? that definite an option and it'd never be an option because I love everyone around me too much to even do anything like that but yeah that basically yeah I've got no choice I've got to live with it so 
But and as and as happy as what I did seem in those years when I got out of hospital and was used to go out all the time, that I definitely definitely had really bad days that no one else. I mean, Kimberly would know about it because she saw it and like yeah, my mom knows about it and like only Lewis sort of witnessed it when we first got together. But I I'd still really rarely have them now. But it's like a little bit of like PTSD where it's like I I just yeah. like it, it's their weird and. I, when those times when I was really like hyped going out every now and again, I'd say like once every two months or something, it was like, I couldn't like stop crying every now and again. It was weird. Like, obviously it wasn't weird. It's normal now. But at the yeah. time, I, was, I think looking back now, I was actually in a really bad place, but I just didn't know that I was in a bad place until I'm sort of out of it. And really, I yeah. And you feel a bit clearer on it. Yeah. And, like, when you went into hospital and come out, you know, like, with the thoughts around, like, what that, well, we don't know if it's a girl, but what that comment said. Yeah. If someone was to say that about you now, do you feel like you've kind of been able to to know someone that it's bullshit? That. Well, yes. No, someone actually did say something okay. like that, even after getting out of hospital. Um, it's mad, it because I don't think people realise, like, the effect that they have, like, I mean, yeah. not on the scale of 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 what you've mm. been through, but a similar thing happened to me. Like a girl made a comment on my appearance, and it sent me on a fucking downward spiral, and I ended yeah. up with crippling anxiety. Like it wasn't just this one comment; it was, but that like, and it's just yeah. because people do not understand. Like I've seen it. It's not. There's no need for it at all. Like yeah, just especially someone's weight, and I think it's mm. you don't know you. You don't, don't know, know. yeah. I, I never forget. Yeah, I never forget it. But it happened when I got out of hospital as well. Probably about just before I got with Lewis, say like a couple of months before, before I started getting, like lost a little bit of weight, and I was referred to as Fat Jane, um, by a girl what and a message. Fuck? And I seen the message, and I just never forget it. I mean, it really upset me because did it? I like I just think like why? Like you don't know me, and that person knows that I know n- knew that she'd said that, but never. Mm went out of the way just to say yeah, apologize yeah because you know what I'd... well it is nasty but if she would have messaged me saying I- i'm so sorry blah blah i'd probably forgive her because i'm not that bothered yeah about it. but like it it's just not nice is it and you don't like i always in my head i always make sure like never judge anyone's way ever because you just don't know what what we're going, going through, through. And, and, and do you... also girls that are more insecure than like what big girls are and it's just like I don't know, everyone's insecure. <laughs> and I know and the thing is though as well, it's like you like you say, you don't know what someone is going through. Like yeah. you just like you don't know their backstory at all or what effect it could have on her. Um oh. so the set when you got the second comment. Do you did you respond to that better than the first time, or did it still affect you quite quite a lot? Um, it didn't affect me as bad as what it did the first time. It did upset me. Yeah. Um, but when she made that comment, I actually had already started the gym at that point, so it just gave me more motivation to keep going because I'd already, I think, I was already feeling like that, and I'd yeah. already just started the gym, so I was like getting into like training anyway. So I thought, oh. I didn't take it as hard because I was like, well, I'm already training, so what do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was fine. I, I wasn't that bothered, but it was more so the first one hurt more. I was younger, I was I never yeah. big 
I've back before in my life and obviously I've just been through all this massive thing and I'm thinking I'm not letting anyone make me do that again yeah you know? no honestly like I think it's fucking amazing what you've been through and how you are what would you say the biggest thing it's taught you is would you say it's like to live like just fucking live life live yeah. love love <laughs> yeah literally but just to, just to appreciate everything though as well like like little things that you probably take for granted like you know this is really a weird one to say but things like being able to sit up in bed like or no just it's not like but people take this shit for granted yeah because honestly like because obviously I was put through my stomach I couldn't even sit up all I wanted was to sit up to get fresh yeah. air to me back like you don't realize how lucky you are like and I used to, I mean, I rarely do it now, but I remember when I used to get the tram in to and from work when I worked in the hotels, and I remember I used to stand on the tram and I, I'd think like, God, it's so weird. Like nobody knows on this tram anything that's happened to me recently. And like, you would never know. And it just makes me think like, oh my God, I don't know what that person, do you know, yeah. I don't know anyone. So just don't take th- things for granted because it probably made me see things differently, but in like the best way. Like I feel like I embrace moments more which probably contributes to the art side. Of yeah. Stuff as well, right? Just going for walks and enjoying like those quiet nine o'clock walks in the morning when it's like bliss. Like I love stuff like that. But before mm. I probably granted and was like, I'm not getting up at nine. <laughs> it, it's sad because no, most of the time it does take someone to kind of hit, not rock, but well, yeah, sometimes rock bottom, but for something to happen for him to be like, oh shit, I'm actually really fucking grateful for everything. Yeah. But, and just like um, people as well, like your family and friends, yeah. I think, because people get lost within that as well. And I think they were the ones that stood by me more than anything. So when you was, yeah. yeah. You know, the other day when you mentioned that you, I know you don't mind me saying this, but I was just intrigued when you um, said that you felt like a bit of a fraud coming on here. Yeah. Talking about why, why do you feel that way? Because, so I've re- I'm recently in a flare-up now at the moment with my Crohn's. I'm not, it's nowhere near as bad as what it is. It's fine. I'm sorry, what, what, I'm not being ignorant. What actually is it? Is it just like? It's an inflammatory bowel disease. Okay. It's in my bowel. So when I eat, I've only got a small bowel that it goes through. Right. And that's basically it. And it's okay. like, say if this is the walls of everyone's bowel, the walls of mine inflame, so it goes like that, and then food can't pass through. So right, it's that okay. Thing. it's like right. stomach oh. yeah and so i recently just found out that i'm in a flare-up again and i've not been too good over christmas nowhere near as bad as what i've been but like say like mentally from december around january it's been like a, the first time i've been ill in seven years so it's really like hit nerves yeah. a little bit like i've been I, I have been emotional about it only because it's like god my life's totally different to what it was last time i had a flare-up i can't afford to just going to hospital now so I was a bit up and down about it all and I was like god I don't want to I do sound positive when I speak about it because 90% of the time I am but I'd be lying if I said I'm like oh yeah I'm this big positive person about it 100% of the time because I'm so not like I, yeah. I've been, I, I do have the down days but I just keep that to myself a lot of the time so that's why I was saying I felt like a fraud because I didn't want to be like you know, it's fine, get through it, live, laugh, love. And I'm like, actually, I'm fucking lying to you all because I also have proper shit times and I'd be lying if I didn't, but you're human. I, I have more up days, yeah. But <laughs> do you not think that 
you kind of being, yeah, I'm having a fucking shit, like shit time. That makes you less of a fraud because the fact that, yeah, the fact that you're admitting that, yeah, I'm fucking 90% of the time I'm like unreal, but there is that percentage when I'm just so emotional, I'm, I'm worrying and everything like that doesn't mean you're a fraud. That means, yeah. like, like I said, you the like literally one of the most real people I know. So don't ever fucking think you're a fraud. Like, just because you have bad days does not mean you're a fraud. If anything, it means you're less of a fraud. Yeah, I don't know. It just it, it's something that just lingers in me. I guess I don't. I think as well because it's an invisible illness. Like, it's not something that yeah. you can see. Um, and when I'm happy, I'm, like I'm happy so then mm. sometimes like it's hard to imagine like what shit you was like that like you was it you was proper ill last night and I'm like no you don't understand I really was like yeah because when I'm well I'm well but when I'm ill I'm ill it just never seems to be like any in between and in between but, yeah so that's why sometimes say for instance of ranging work sick it could be like well she was absolutely fine yesterday she was bouncing off the walls like and she's coming in and she's absolutely they don't say that but like yeah previous employments might have said that but yeah don't know if they do think that fuck them you know that you're experiencing what you're experiencing so if they think that that's their fucking problem do you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) well honestly this has been unreal like I've loved it I've loved catching up with you for England I'm sorry I do stop apologizing (laughs) do do not apologize and everyone when you're when you get excited about your passions it inspires other people I want you to see it like that like you rambling on and not shutting up and whatever like that inspires other people so and if people and and if some people get bored and don't listen then tough shit (laughs) Um, we have like a little first of all tell everyone where they can find you oh on my instagram account um which is jbowman underscore art on my website which is www.jbowmanart.uk <laughs> love it and then what we do is we have a like a closing tradition on the podcast okay so we've got a rose a bud and a thorn your rose is something that you're really really happy with in life at the moment your bud is something that you're working on at the moment and then your thorn is basically something that screams I'm imperfect messiness so something that you're not quite happy with in life but you're just like that's okay I'm not perfect um my thorn would be um oh wait (laughs) (laughs) start off with the rose it's always easier so what are you really happy with in life at the moment I'm really happy with my work and life balance so working life and my normal life I'm happy with that Mm -hmm. my bud would be this sort of contradicts itself a little bit my (laughs) my bud would be more self-care days so okay time for just myself so my working life my social life is good yeah <clears throat> what would be working on me <laughs> and giving myself a day of doing nothing and not cleaning okay. house doing how can how can you this is the coach coming out of me though how can you this week what we on wednesday or next week what hour even if it's not a day first off 
because that's like a huge chunk of like you say you've got shit to do just start off small where can you fit in an hour to do something just for you no phone no cleaning and just fucking take the time what day are you gonna do um <laughs> Saturday right <laughs> I'm going to fucking text you and make sure you take it. Oh, I was like, um, I'm <laughs> All right, good. And then um, your thorn. Um, What's my thorn? The thing that gets in the way. Yeah, so oh. something, your thorn's like something that you're not, to, you're not best pleased with at the minute and it screams like imperfect, messy vibes. Um, probably my time. Okay. I, I feel like it all contradicts itself. I'm like, I, <laughs> no. but I don't take time for myself. Actually, my timing is pretty messy, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's good because again, it like shows how how messy life is, to be honest, and how imperfect. Because you're feeling good in like in this area, but at the same time, it's like. Yeah. Time or like self doubt, self doubting. Okay. Like what I'm producing. Yeah. And you that still, so do, you, do you still experience that quite a bit then? Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah, I'm getting better with it. I'm getting more confident with it, but I still very much self doubt. But I think that's just part and parcel of me wanting to be perfectionist on my artwork. That I, I'm like, no, it's not perfect yet. No, it's not perfect yeah. yet. And yeah. what, 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 like, what is it that the thoughts that come up? Is it that, like, I'm not good enough or it's not good enough? It's not good enough. I want to do better all the time. It's not always a bad thing. Sometimes it is a bad thing, though, because I don't know when to stop. Yeah. And then we'll look at it and be like, Jane, it's amazing. And sometimes it takes that one person to, like, reassure me. And it can't be Lewis because he said, yeah, about everything. <laughs> but I need someone, like... Kimberly is the most honest person. She'll just yeah. come in and go, shit, or... <laughs> yeah, she would. So I trust her opinions. I'm the same with my mum and dad. They're dead honest as well. They'll just say, what is... Well, I don't know actually now, but Kim's the most honest person. So I ask her and she'll just say, yeah, or no. And how else do you move... are you moving through that self-doubt like at the minute? When, when those thoughts come up of that's not good enough, what do you say to yourself and what do you do? Sometimes, so if I'm thinking about it in my head, but I, if I know there is nothing else that I can do to, like, make it better... Yeah. Just, like, go... Just bite the bullet and just deal with it when it comes to it. Like, I, I that sort of thing. So if I don't like a painting... Or not that I don't like it, but I, I feel like this could be better, but I don't mm. know what else I can do to improve it. I hate it, but then I think, just bite the bullet and just do... Like, take the picture, send it, take the videos and see like yeah. and then see what they say and I hate it I hate doing it because I'd live in anxiety then I'm probably like waiting for like the confirmation that they like it through and I've never had anybody tell me they don't like it yet which is helping me get better yeah it's that evidence in it it's just getting that evidence like they'll, yeah. they will get to the point where you where your brain will be like oh actually like I'm fucking good at what I do and there's no need to self-doubt because yeah. and even if someone did come back and say oh you know like again learn it's something to learn yeah that's what I always take it as well that's about it unreal well that was honestly 
I fucking loved that cat talk. It was amazing. So thank you everybody for listening. Go and fucking look at her artwork because it's amazing. Um, but yeah, thank you to all my listeners. See you in a bit. Thank you.